Even as things begin to open up, life really isn't going back to normal. In most places, the kids aren't going back to school. Summer camps are now in question. Most people who are working from home are still working from home. You know, shops and restaurants and stuff may start to be opening again. And yet life isn't really going back to normal. So this week, we continue our conversation on parenting in a pandemic. Becoming better parents, partners, and people, this is the Positively Dad Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Shaw, host of Positively Dad. My wife, Terry, and I are the proud parents of an eight-year-old second grader. Her name is Naomi. She'll join us at the very end of the podcast for the Kids Corner. We do two podcasts every week. On Mondays, we talk with an expert about something that's going to help us grow and get better. Thursdays, usually we talk to a dad about being a dad. We're excited that you're with us today, and we're continuing our conversations to help families during this challenging time as the world deals with the pandemic and health crisis from coronavirus. And so we've been doing several episodes on on just different things to help you. And this week, we're going to uh, continue that conversation. We're bringing back the same guest we had last week. Now, last week, we talked to Audrey Monkey. She uh, runs an organization called Sunshine Parenting, and she told us about her book called Happy Campers. We had recorded that episode before all of the coronavirus stuff kind of happened in the U.S., and we were just talking about some skill sets that we as parents could use that kind of or she gets from running summer camps for a long time. And then we connected uh, just a couple weeks after kind of everything shut down. And she said she'd love to come back on and kind of reframe her thoughts based around what's going on right now. So I thought it made a lot of sense to listen to her original interview last week. And then this week, we're going to jump in and talk with her a little bit about how we can get through all of this time that we're in right now together. I'm excited to have her back on. Audrey, thanks so much for being back on Positively Dad. Thanks for having me again. It's my pleasure. Tell everybody a little bit about you. You've got a great book, and then we're going to dive in and talk a little bit about helping out these families right now. Sounds good. Um, My name is Audrey Monkey, and my uh, career has been as a summer camp director for the past three decades. And in the past decade, I've switched to doing more parent education. I have a website, sunshine-parenting.com, and a book that came out last year called Happy Campers, Nine Summer Camp Secrets for Raising Kids Who Become Thriving Adults. So I basically uh, try to be a positive voice and encouraging to parents, and especially in times like this. Yeah. Well, thank you. And we recorded an episode about your book and what to look at that we're going to air later. And after all this kind of happened, I thought, let's get you back on to help people because I'm telling you, it's, um, it's challenging right now for a lot of families. They're balancing, is their job going to stick around? Is, is now they got kids at home and, um, you know, just all sorts of stuff. What have you been telling people? What's your advice been? Well, a couple different things. I mean, especially for those of you with younger kids um, who are just underfoot and make it almost impossible to do much, I would just say be really easy on yourself and lower your expectations a lot. So normal rules no longer apply. You're going to have to just kind of do what you need to do for your own well-being and, and for your kids and for your sanity. So, you know, I think that people just need to, to relax Um, You know, there might be, you know, foods that you don't normally allow that you're allowing more, um, probably a lot more screen time, maybe you can find some beneficial stuff for the younger kids to, to watch on the screen time. But in general, I think 
you know, parents tend to be too hard on themselves and try to um, kind of, even when we're not in a crisis like this, where we're all stuck at home, people tend to be kind of down on themselves and, and kind of the, you know, the one time they yelled, they're going to remember that and then think they're a bad parent. And I think it's just good to remember that we are doing fine. And if we do say or do something that is not appropriate to apologize to our kids and let them know that we're feeling stressed out, but just to kind of, I think, relax, know that we're all under extra stress, us and our kids, and to just kind of be nicer to ourselves. Relax was exactly the word I was thinking. Maybe give yourself some grace and know that I guess we're all doing the best we can, right? Yes, for sure. And I think that just also reminds me, I think for me, in the beginning of this, I was like everyone else, just glued to the news and like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? When are my kids coming home? What's, you know, what's happening with work? There was so much going on and I was following everything so much. And I found that I had dropped off of my kind of daily sort of the routines that are for my own well-being. So I think whatever format that takes for you, you need to make sure that you're doing something every day that sort of nurtures yourself. So it could be that you, you know, you like to take a bath or a long shower or go for a walk or read a book or whatever it is that is your thing. And I would say trying to establish it as a daily routine is really good. I've been very... Um, diligent about starting my day the same. And that's with some quiet time reading and then with my coffee and then a little bit of exercise. Like today I had kind of a busy morning. So it was just like a 15 minute little quick run. And, um, and then just kind of starting my day like normal, even though I'm just working at home. So I think that part of it is just these routines that we can do and it doesn't have to be super stringent, but for ourselves and our kids, just kind of knowing that there's going to be a few touch points that are the same every day. Some self-care is important. I mean, that's what I heard from you right there mm -hmm. is that we've got to, and I think it's easy to get away from that right now. I've noticed that for me. Um, I've saw somebody posted a meme this morning that it was, it was a, a coffee mug running on a track, handing the baton to a glass of wine. And it said every day, right? <laughs> the, 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 we have the coffee and it hands off the glass of wine. And so we get a little bit out of it and maybe skip the exercise and do things maybe we wouldn't do. And you're going, some of that's okay, and let's be a little bit careful and pay attention to what we need. Yeah, good summary. And I think like when you look at something like that, I mean, I'm a big coffee drinker, and I can see why like during this time you might be drawn to like more wine in the evening or every day. I would say that's probably not a good routine to start <laughs> instigating right now. I think that that makes you not feel as well like the future days and everything else. So, you know, like for me, actually my, you know, rules about that have been for this thing. It's like, if I'm having like a dinner party on Saturday night, then I'll have a glass or two of wine. But other than that, I'm not having that be part of my daily routine just for kind of my health too. Because I also feel like just taking care of our bodies and being healthy during this time is also really will add to our feelings of resilience and will also help us fight off, you know, d disease or if we get the if we get the virus that we'll be better suited to it if we're getting exercise and feeding ourselves relatively well. Yeah, it's good advice. All right, let's talk about our kids and you've done you've done you're doing the same thing we're doing. You've got a podcast and you have basically gone all in on helping families kind of get through this time. And I imagine there's some principles from your book that we can apply right now of just how we're kind of running our family. Because the, the lesson for me, and you know this from working in summer camps and watching this for years, our kids are resilient. I mean, the, 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 the people in my house who are struggling 
are, it's not my daughter, right? The ones that are struggling are Terry and me figuring this out. Naomi's just rolling with it. So what are the things, I guess, the lessons to parents about how our kids are going to adapt to this and what, you know, based on your knowledge, can we apply to right now? Well, a couple of things. One is, I mean, we always are told, and it's really true, it's both for us and our and our kids, we need to minimize the amount of bad news we're exposing them to. So I think that even for ourselves, um, I heard advice from um, one of my favorite people I like to follow is Cal Newport, and he wrote the book Digital Minimalism. One of his suggestions is to try to check the news once per day from a you know, a trusted source, but don't be constantly, you know, have it being like in this constant feed loop of, you know, how many cases and watching the, the, you know, cases rise in different places and all that kind of stuff. So I think for our kids too, um, sharing with them, you know, in general, depending on their age appropriately, what's happening, why we're staying home, you know, the basics, but not making it the focus of all conversations. I other think, the other thing I think is um, I really I really like Mr. Rogers and all of his advice. I don't know if we talked about that before, but I think in this time, you know, those of us who aren't healthcare providers, I've been kind of joking like, well, I guess I'm not essential because, you know, there's this, all these things going around. Like there are these people who have essential jobs during this time who are, you know, supposed to be out there helping, which is amazing. And we're so thankful for them. And for those of us like myself, and I would dare to say you, maybe we're not essential, so to speak, in this time, but we have ways that we can serve and help others. And I think our kids are the same way. I'm actually launching something um, this month or for my camp and for Sunshine Parenting called 30 Days of Kindness. And it's sharing all kinds of ideas of ways that we can do simple acts of kindness from home during this month so that we are focusing on something positive and doing something that helps other people. Because when we help other people and do something kind for someone else, we actually make ourselves feel better. So this is a concept in my book. And it's, it's interesting because in my little online book club that I'm doing, we're kind of reading a chapter a month. This is the kindness chapter month, April is. And, and I just felt like it was meant to be that uh, doing a deeper dive into this because when we have a little bit more time um, as a family, perhaps one good way to spend that would be thinking about little tiny things we can do to be kind to each other and kind to other people. Even a FaceTime call with a grandparent is an act of kindness. So I think our kids doing, I think the more we can use this time to focus on the values that are most important to us, the better we're all going to feel. We could spend this month watching the news, worrying about finances and doing all that stuff. And it's not going to change the uncertainty and the outcomes regardless of what we do. So I have been really focused on trying to like think about what is it that I can do to help others? What is it that my kids can do? How can we use this as a time where we grow positively in some way. I mean, you mentioned kids are resilient. Mm -hmm. 
and we can also draw from them. You know, I bet your daughter, if you went over and showed her a list of here's some acts of kindness, I bet there would be some that she'd be excited to do. There might be some things that as a family we can do. Um, one of the ways we're setting this up is little simple ideas, but then on the weekends having like kind of a little bit bigger types of challenges. So like one of them, Earth Day is coming up at the end of the month. So it mm-hmm. might just be picking up trash around your little neighborhood or wherever you're allowed to be or it could be something else like sharing something about taking care of the world or you could be planting a tree or you know so just um, some you know things ranging from small to big but all of it makes you feel better after you've done something like that well and we all need to feel better Uh, and and I think that's the part of this especially at the time we're talking and knowing in Florida, for example, where I am, we're, uh, we were going to reevaluate school the middle of the month, and now we're going to reevaluate it May 1st. And, you know, I kind of probably think we aren't going back and there's all this uncertainty. So doing something that brings you joy, because, you know, I guess we get to decide what our response to this is going to be. And we've been given this, and so we might as well turn it into something. And that's why I think you're a great guest, because, um, you know, like you send your kids to camp, and, you know, you do an overnight camp and they could be there for a couple of weeks or whatever, right? I mean, some of these camps. So they're stuck there, right? They're stuck at this camp and your, your staff and, and all of you are coming up with things that you can do that allow them to learn things that help them become smarter and, and, and uh, learn things. And they're learning social things to help them. And they're also just learning about life. And I feel like we're just, we have a two-month camp at home. And yep. so what things happen at camp that parents might be able to use? Because I think some of them are going, I don't know how to fill all this time. I don't know what we're going to do. And then maybe they don't want to do screen time. I mean, what, what could we take from what you guys do at a camp and put it into our house? Well, I will say, James, right now, there are, it's almost overwhelming the number of free resources being sent out over the internet. So really, I don't think parents have to do much. They don't have to like create a new curriculum. They can just pick something. So whatever it might be. If you have older kids, there might be something that's more about like independent skills or life skills that you could focus on. Print them out a list. I have this ready for adulthood checklist that I have on my website. And it's a great way to just like, you know, knowing how to cook, you know, 10 different dinners, knowing how to change a tire. This could be a time where you can suddenly spend some more time working on some of those skills. Maybe you haven't had time to teach your kids or work with them on. Um, I think for younger kids, this thing like a kindness initiative, there's Let Grow, this one website that I love, has a whole bunch of really great ideas for teaching kids to get more comfortable talking to strangers. Even when you're not at home, you could have your kids help with like making a phone call or answering the phone or learning some of those communication skills with people they don't know. So I think there's just a lot of resources out there. And I think whatever resonates with you as a parent, if you just want to say, hey, this, you know what, it could just be that you want to read a book aloud. It's one of your favorite books from when you were a child that has just that you enjoyed, you know, Mm -hmm. just something, just pick something that you want to do with your child or that you think would be good for them and use one of these resources that's available. I guess Audible has made books free. I don't really know how it works. I think if you do a trial, all children's books are free to listen to. So also you could have your kids just listen to a book, you know, or or something like that. The other thing that I want to say is I think for younger kids and for all ages, like older kids, a lot of their classes are online and they're kind of doing their own thing. But for, I think, younger kids like your daughter's age, and I've talked to some parents with with like preschoolers and early elementary, it's hard because they're not going to 
you know, whatever they're being provided by school is not going to keep them busy very long, and it might not be that fun. And I was really inspired last week. I talked to this um, experienced homeschool parent because, of course, now all of us have become that, and she had some great ideas. And basically, her whole mindset is so different than those of us who have sent our kids to traditional schools the way we think. So I think also, even in that, parents need to think about this as possibly the good parts of it. Like, you don't have to it doesn't have to look like school. Like your kid doesn't have to be sitting up straight at a desk to do their work. They might need to for their personality, but they don't have to necessarily. You might, if it's a rainy day, turn on the fireplace and have a hot chocolate while you do your reading. Um, she shared a whole bunch of really fun learning things and some of them like I wanted to do. There was this one that's like a 3D globe um, that's a puzzle. And I was like, well, I want to do that. I mean, my kid, I don't know if they're interested in doing it, but so fun learning things that you might want to do with your child, why not take advantage of this and just maybe there's a card game that you want to learn. They're going to learn math by playing cards, you know, whatever. So I, I think part of it is depending on how much is being demanded of your kids academically, hopefully not too much because I think this is just a weird time and, you know, I think we should all kind of, it sounds like everybody is lowering the standards. A lot of uh, schools are going to pass fail like in high school and college. So, you know, there's a little bit less pressure on kids. So, you know, I would just say that look at like if you this this episode that I did with her, she has like a tea party, a poetry tea party with her girls. They're in eighth grade. She shed, sent a picture. They, they made the cucumber sandwiches and they had this tea party and they each brought a poem to read. And I was like, how fun, you know, yeah. you could yeah. do just random stuff like that. Yep. Tea you time. It's so fun. And I know our dads are going to jump all over tea time. So that'll be great. The other thing too is if it's a tablet day, that's okay too. I think we've got to understand that it's not going to be a tea party and a poem every day, <laughs> that some days it is going to be a tablet day. It's going to be uh, uh, somebody I had on told, uh, said uh, we might do frozen in the morning, have lunch, and then do frozen two in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought that was, it was KJ Delantonia who posted that. I thought that was so fun. And, um, and so that might happen too. So we're giving ourselves a little grace and we're recognizing we might do something different. There are, by the way, I posted on Positively Dad's Facebook page, a list. It's basically like a Google sheet that I don't even know who's doing it. And every day they're putting free resources in there. And you're right. There's like 300 in there. And you can use this time to say, what do you want to learn? I asked Naomi, would, would you like to learn a new language? She said, sure. I go, which one? French. So we've been on Duolingo. It's Duoling. I don't even know how you say it. And it's free. And she's taken like eight French lessons and she can spell better in French already than she can in English. It's crazy. That is so awesome. You know, it's funny. We, I, I know a lot of people are doing this. We moved furniture. That's kind of a fun uh, stay at home activity, like rearranging rooms. But one of the things we did is um, we moved our piano. We had a piano and my, the daughter who plays piano isn't living at home. She's in Washington, DC. So, um, so we moved it out there and it's so interesting. I heard, you know, one of my kids yesterday was out there trying to play a Coldplay song and I could hear they were listening to it on their phone and then like playing. And so just like moving things around a little bit. And like you said, like, I think just leaving it more like, hey, what's something, a new hobby that you've been interested in? I actually, years ago, my son made candles for Christmas for people as gifts. And um, I remembered knowing how to do that. And so I've saved a whole bunch of over the years, like, you know, the candle, the things that hold candles that get emptied out. So I ordered some wax online and I'm going to make some candles. This is just a hobby that I've mm -hmm, wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do that. And then I thought, oh, maybe I'll make them as little gifts that I could give to people or send to people and put a, like a little promo on them. So I'm just thinking it's kind of like a kindness thing. And 
a craft that I feel like doing. And you know what? My kids, if they want to join in, they can, but it's not going to be like a required thing. It's just something that I'm feeling like doing. So I think parents too, like you're asking your kids, what do you want to, what do they want to learn? What do you want to do or learn this month too? Because it could be that you feel like doing a paint by numbers and doing some painting, or there's a book you've been wanting to read. I think that's really good modeling for your kids. If you show them your interest in doing something new or trying something that you've been interested in. So use this time to build a new habit for you and, and grow yourself. What, what about parents who feel like they're just so busy, you know, they still got their full-time work and their balance and everything else. What advice would you give to them? Well, I would hope that everyone's giving each other some grace, including workplaces right now. Um, I talked to one mom who's an accountant and she's home with her daughter, just the two of them. And um, she said, She's working like more hours now, not because of them, but just because of her own style. So part of it is I think we have to assess what is it that we need to get done for our jobs each day? And can we alter the way we do that? Can we do it in blocks maybe so that there's like set blocks, like while the kids are watching Frozen, you're going to do you know, a couple hours or something. And then maybe, you know, in the evening after the kids are in bed, but maybe it's not going to be the exact thing. If you have to be by your computer from like eight to five, that's really unfortunate that your employer is still making you do that. But, but if that is the case, then, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But if you have any flexibility, this is a good time to even just say to your employer, Hey, I'm finding that my kids really need me between such and such. So I'm not going to be available then, but I'm coming back online at this time. I'll be checking emails and responding at that point. So I feel like people, are all um, hopefully being a little kinder about things. And I would think that I know for us, um, you know, we run a business, we're having little daily check-in meetings and we have staff who have some little kids running around their feet at home. And um, we just talk about projects. What are you working on this week? You know, when are you going to get it done? And it's not, we're not saying you need to be sitting at your computer from this time to this time. It's like, oh, you're working on this project. Okay. When are you going to have it done by? It's more like task-based instead of hours-based. So I think just, I, I would say if you're struggling with that, I would go to your employer and just say, hey, here's the things that I'm working on this week. Here's my time, kind of how my schedule's working. You know, does that work for you? I think that just asking the question rather than feeling stressed is a better way to go. And I just think everybody knows this is just a weird thing. Nobody's done this before. We're all learning, including employers. So yeah. I would just use, I would communicate that. I wouldn't want to see people sitting around feeling stressed that they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Maybe just ask, what should my priorities be? This is what I think they are. You know, is this okay? Well, just like we'd want our kids to come and ask us what our expectations are, we want to be able to go do that with our employer too. And I think we can get through it. I really do believe we will. And I think that there are going to be some things that come out of this that will make us better that will look and go, wow, I really, I really liked the way we handled whatever that, that was. And that's how we're going to do things forever. So we can have some fun here. All right. What's the, what's the last message that you want our dads to hear about this time right now and just kind of getting through it? Because you've done several podcasts of your own on it. And I want you to, to pump that in a second. What's the takeaway, though, message for these dads they need to hear about getting through this time and being a great dad and partner and person? Well, I think it's the message that's, like you said, it's for always, it's now and always is just the connection piece. And, you know, whatever is going on, however, whatever you're stressed about, just take a little time to connect, usually with some fun, something fun. So maybe you're just doing one fun thing 
you know, in the evening, um, I don't know, just something that, you know, is a game or getting out, if you can get outside in your yard. I mean, we've been doing more just playing catch. I have a, a son who's, you know, his high school lacrosse team has been canceled and I haven't picked up a lacrosse. I, I never played. I mean, I played like a little bit as a kid, but um, I've been trying to learn how to throw the ball back and forth. So, you know, I'm not, it's not like being on his team, but just those little moments that you can grab for fun. I think grab them, play a yeah. game, do something fun together, do French, whatever. But I just think a little bit of connection every day is really important. Connection, relax, take care of yourself too. Those are the things. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. You've done so many podcast episodes on stuff like this, and I love it when people can get as much information as possible. So tell them where they can find your podcast and then how they can connect with you. Sure. So I think the easiest place to go is my website, which is sunshine dash parenting.com. And it's interesting you say podcast. I have actually still been just doing one podcast every Friday, my normal podcast, but I've been doing what I think what you've seen is a bunch of Facebook lives, additional interviews with these like homeschool parents and just different camp people. So I haven't even released all those as podcasts. I'm not sure if they will, but they're also, so if you go to my website, they're each like their own post and a lot of them have downloads. So like the, the homeschool mom that I talked to last week, she had an amazing array of resources and that's where like I ordered the globe puzzle from, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, so I'd say my website is probably the hub and you can access podcasts there. And also the Facebook lives are embedded there as well. So everything is pretty much on the website. Well, you're awesome. Thanks for coming back. Uh, you're a great resource. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on again. I appreciate it. Best of luck. Thank you so much, James. It's been great. So many great ideas, strategies from Audrey. I'm glad she shared with us. Check out her website. Follow her on Twitter as well. She's got a ton of stuff. All right, let's wrap up the way we wrap up every episode of Positively Dad, and that is with a visit to the Kids Corner. This is where Naomi, our second grader, our eight-year-old, jumps on and talks about whatever she's thinking about. Ever wonder what's on the mind of your children? Let's find out in the Kids Corner with your host, Naomi. Hello, my name's Naomi Shaw, and today I will be talking about not having too much sweets during the quarantine. So um, you shouldn't have a lot of sweets because it's also not very good for you even though the dentist office is open um you can contain too much body fat and it is so not good for you so you should have maybe like a sweet treat after you eat your dinner and then you can have like an apple or other stuff for snacks that does not contain any chocolate or like any sweets like that. That's it for Naomi's Corner. Have a great day. Bye. All right. So Naomi's told you no chocolate. Audrey told you watch your, your alcohol intake. And well, I, I don't know. Maybe that's not the message you wanted to get today. And yet our goal is to help you get through this time. I trust we've been doing that. If you got some value out of today, would you share it with somebody, please, so that they can be in these conversations as well and, and be supported too. Our goal is to be there for you. And I trust we're doing that. Hey, we'd love to connect with you as well. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search at Positively Dad. And then rate, subscribe, and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Five stars would be great. Finally, if you know someone that would be a great guest, or maybe you'd like to be a guest, let us know. We're super easy to reach. Just send me an email, james at PositivelyDad.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Positively Dad. Bye-bye.